This is here in Taiwan on Radio Taiwan International. Happy Monday. This is uh, Andrew Ryan, and next to me is Leslie Liao. How are you doing today, Leslie? I'm doing all right. I had a few p- corn chips before I came down. <laughs> Oh, and let's not start about the cookie that you gave me, because that was something else. I did some uh, chocolate baking over the weekend. It was unbelievable. Like This is what we do. <laughs> he makes fun stuff for me to eat. I make fun stuff for him to eat. I would say, you make it, I buy it. You know, I just... <laughs> That's not true. You totally made me something out of chicken once. Out of chicken? Yes, you did like some kind of like chicken in the oven thing that was really yummy. Oh, Oh, barbecue chicken. Barbecue the, chicken. Oh, well, it's not barbecue if it's an oven, right? Well, roasted. There yeah. you go, roasted. Okay, let's do that. Let's uh, that meet in the middle. Yeah, meet in the middle. Um, so, yes, uh, we. I did some baking over the weekend. I did some chocolate on chocolate on chocolate. Oh, Three kinds so of chocolate in one cookie. It was so good. That cookie was gone so fast. But, like, that, that, that cookie gave me pause is what happened. <laughs> like, pause. I took a bite and I was just like... Oh my goodness. <laughs> He's like, this might be one of my favorite moments of the past, I don't know how long. Yeah. I was so touched. I was it, very moved. It lasted for a long time, too. So basically, this means I'm going to keep uh, Leslie supplied with Christmas cookies this season. Uh, the cookie Christmas cookie season has officially started. Uh, has it? Cookie season? I, I baked cookies this weekend. I think that's the beginning. I think, okay, let's make it official. <laughs> let's put it in writing. Let's sign some names, dot some, dot some I's, cross some T's. <laughs> Love it. So in today's uh, Here in Taiwan, we're going to be talking about my uh, crazy Buddhist Chinese medicine TV shoot. You do which, what now? Yes. All that. <laughs> you did. Which happened in this studio on Sunday. I'm going to tell you what we talked about, um, plus some tips for keeping your eyes healthy. Um, eyes healthy. And oh, we're running out of time. Oh. We're also going to be talking about transportation. What's your favorite form of transportation? Let us know. How'd you like that? We got to stop doing that. Like we, got, <laughs> we really got to stop like playing it. Like not even close anymore. We just go right over it. I mean, we could get longer music. Does the music serve a purpose anymore if we're just like <laughs> battering ram, batter ramming it? Casual Mondays. You know, uh, casual Mondays. The music seamlessly just goes from one part to the next, kind of like this. All right, so I figured I would start off by telling you a little bit about what happened in this very studio on Sunday. Ooh. A local Buddhist TV station here in Taiwan called Da Ai. Uh, full disclosure, I used to host a TV show for them. Uh, they actually came here, and they have this show called Zhong Yi Chu Ren Wu, which means the Chinese medicine doctor is on a mission. And basically, that sounds intense. It was intense. <laughs> Every episode is they have they have different um, practitioners of traditional Chinese medicine mm-hmm. who will go and they will meet with somebody assess their like medical issues and then give them some tips now they can't actually like perform any medicine on you wait let me let let me clarify really quickly you are not the chinese doctor or like the chinese medicine doctor right no okay just checking because if you had a double life that i didn't know about and that was the double life that you chose very surprising. Yes, that would be very I surprising. I never would have pinned you for a medi- uh, Chinese medicine practitioner. Can, can I say, though, that if I was the Chinese medicine doctor in this TV show, that would be a much more maybe... And I don't want to say anything bad about the show. 
It would definitely be more interesting because I know nothing about Chinese medicine. No, I'd watch it. I'd watch it. Like, I'd love wreck. to see you navigate the different powders and herbs and spices that are... Acupuncture. I mean, you, you probably know more than I do, but like just to see you do it would be a treat. It would be a treat, right? I definitely... I, I do want to throw out there. I do have some friends who are Western people mm. and that do Chinese medicine. And it is kind of always surprising mm-hmm. um, because it kind of doesn't match up to what you're expecting. But I love it when people you don't expect to be doing something are doing something and it changes your... You realize that you have stereotypes and you toss them out the window. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, so this doctor comes to uh, the station uh, and she, uh, ahead of time, we discussed what my medical issue would be. I told them a whole list of things and they chose the one they wanted to use. Wait, are you okay? Because like you have a whole list of things, that's not... You I, seem pretty functional. I mean, but like when you have a list of things that are wrong with you, there, like, <laughs> there must be some under the hood that be like, oh, oh come on, man. no, 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 no. None of them are serious. Um, to give you an idea of how unserious they are, the medical issue that they end up choosing was my like need for reading glasses. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay, so they can't do any serious practicing of medicine on TV because that's illegal. But, okay, like that even, even like, because I, I know like Chinese medicine falls into certain categories and that's still not okay? Uh, yes, that's okay. right, right. So Chinese medicine tends to be less invasive than Western medicine, but you still can't really be like demonstrating like acupuncture on TV. Oh I don't yeah, think. with the needle the needle fix. <laughs> yes. So what they did was they kind of came in and looked at my work environment and how I'm looking at this computer, um, which is actually well, we have three computers in front of us, and how I have to look at like screens from my job and then uh, she actually sat right next to me and gave me these eye exercises which I thought were really cool. Eye exercises? Yes. Like, okay, run me through them? Okay, yeah. Actually, this is perfect. This is exactly what we did. So, basically, the first one, and you can try this out at home. I hope our, all of you are watching. We'll, we'll respond to your comments in a moment. But so, you what you do is you look in the upper right-hand corner, and then bottom right-hand corner, bottom left corner, upper left corner, and you just keep doing that, like, 15 times... And you can do this like twice daily. That's one of them. And this is going to help my, my eyesight? It's to help you loosen up the muscles in your eyes. Um, and then do you have a pen? I don't actually. That's why I have the computer, man. Okay, well, use my finger. Pretend my finger is a pen. Okay. Although, I guess you don't really need a pen because I'm not going to write with it. So, like, look at my finger. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then hold another finger in front of your face. Oh, this is weird. Yeah. And then look at your finger in front of your face. Uh. And then look at the distant one, uh-huh. and then in front of your face, uh-huh. distant, front of your face, yeah. yeah. And you keep doing that, and you switch between. You can feel your eyes are getting a little workout. Have you been doing that like at home? I uh, have. I've done it a couple times. I think it's very good. Okay. It like, and then you can also like massage around your eyes. Yeah. Uh, she showed me some tricks for that, and then uh, she cooked something with me. What? We, we made a steamed egg with uh, carrots and uh, goji berries, and uh, yeah. I know the carrots are good for the eyes. You got the yes. beta carotenes? Yes. I don't want to tell you what the rest of the stuff does, because I think you should watch the show, and when it comes out, I'll definitely share it with everybody. Definitely. Yeah. Um, I don't want to give away all the goodies. <laughs> you never want to give away all the goodies. You got too many goodies to give away anyway. No, stop it. <laughs> 
So I'm glad that uh, Douglas Norris is also getting a bit of an eyeball workout. We've got Nazir Aziz saying hello from Pakistan. Hello to Pakistan. Wow, that's a good, good. That's a, I'm just always so impressed with the distance that we get viewers from. We get coverage. Yeah. We cover the globe About with our show. Pakistan, Indonesia, India. You, know, you got uh, Dolari in Seattle right now. Douglas Northwards. Where are you writing from, Douglas Northwards? Where are you writing in from? Yeah, let us know. Um, yeah, so that's that. Uh, we will tell you more about our Buddhist TV show that I was on uh, in the future. I, I thought it was kind of fun to be here in the radio station doing something different. But on a Sunday, man, like, how yeah. is that? Well, not ideal considering how nice the weather was. There you go. So, what is your favorite mode of transportation, Leslie? Um... Like favorite or the one that I use the most often? Tell me both. Let's start off with favorite. I have no idea. Like everything has its pros and cons. Yes, this is true. I don't like the bus because it might be unreliable and it's contingent to traffic conditions. The MRT is nice, but there's just a butt ton of people there. But depending on what time you uh, it's a subway what time system you here go. Taipei, yep. Airplanes Ooh. are okay. I don't have like a fear of flying or anything, but like that 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 constant engine noise from when you're flying. Ooh, noise canceling headphones. That's my new favorite friend for Is international flight. It's like it goes yeah, mm. just like I can't I can't do that. I, dr- I I like to drive. I enjoy the driving, but the thing is. Uh, parking, finding parking is horrendous. I mean, I know you scooter, which seems very convenient, but electric off, scooter, yeah. Hats off to you because scootering seems so dangerous when you're in a car. Well, yes, it does. Um, it seems less dangerous when you're on a scooter, maybe. Um, but I like the electric uh, aspect of it. Um, oh, incidentally, Douglas North is writing to us from Northern California. Mm. Hi there. Oh, also, Joshua Buendia writing to us from Philippines. the Philippines. All right. Nice. I'm going to just get a map, and we can just start, like... Putting pins on it? Putting pins fun. on it. Be like, oh, during the show, the Philippines. And then we'll put a little, like, sticker on there, or, like, a little pin on there once <laughs> people are writing in from that area. That's a great idea. Yeah. Um, so, where was I going with this uh, transportation thing? Um, oh, wait. Walking. Are you a fan of ho- horseback? <laughs> I, I am not familiar unfortunately it's not a great way to commute to work i will say mm. that uh have walking you ri- have you ridden horse i have ridden a horse i have a couple of horse horror stories oh um, i thought you said you were about to say i have a couple of horses i have a couple of horses that's out just, back that's super casual like oh yeah just dropping that on you we have a hitching post in front of rti yeah so uh they're just hanging out I've never seen a horse out there though that's so that might bode not well for you yeah I, that would be really weird if you walked out of work and saw a horse kind of just hanging around mm. um i would think maybe escaped from a zoo I once had to ride a horse for RTI. What? Because um, I had to play an American. Uh, <laughs> what? Wait, wait. There's so many layers of contingency here that I don't even know. Uh, there's so many things happening here. So one of our original videos in which we kind of introduced RTI and ourselves mm-hmm. and how we do uh, programs in English, uh, we all had to dress up in national costume, which I was not super thrilled with because I'm not a cowboy. But that happened. And then... Uh, what else was there? Uh, oh, it's easier for other countries where the national costume is definitely like a part of yeah. your identity and kind of it does appear on, on a regular basis um, by many people within your country. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, the Indonesian service, the, you know, the the, the Thai service, Vietnamese service, they, they actually have them in their office. Um, but oh, anyway, yeah. so yeah, they put me on a horse uh, and uh, I showed everyone how... 
how American <laughs> I am. <laughs> um, okay, so anyway, we're not talking about that. We're going to yeah. tell to you about two fantastic new forms of transportation right. here in Taiwan. Right. Why don't we start with uh, yours, because it's here in Taipei. Yeah, you got the uh, the Tansui light, light rail line, which is a very impressive line. It goes from the downtown uh, city center, and it goes all the way north into up past like the mountains and into northern taipei until you hit the ocean mm -hmm. or like the tansui river and out there like you have the underground that just basically just traverses everything the subway right and uh they're still working on it out there and most recently they introduced a light rail system out there super cool it looks really fancy they just opened up three new stations on the light rail line and this extends all the way out to Fisherman's Wharf in Tansui. Ooh. Yeah. And it goes past the university, I think, out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tanjiang. Tanjiang University, yep. Yeah. And uh, the, the, the nice thing is, like, it's a great getaway to get... It's a great, like, small getaway from Taipei. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like a day trip, right? It is a day trip. It, it takes, takes you, like, 30 minutes, 40 yeah. minutes to get up to the coast. So you have Taipei down here, and then you would go to, like, Tansui. And out there, Tansui is very tourist-centric. So, like, right out the, the, the subway station, there's, like, an old street and, like, a night market, and there's, like, a river riverside walkway. But, like, you can go to, like, Tansui and beyond, and there's more, like, antiques out there. There's, like, a relic. Uh, was it the the fort out there? Oh, it's uh, Fort San Domingo, yeah. which was uh, built by the Spanish mm -hmm. during their time in Taiwan. You That's see, you're, very you're the historian. You know all these details. <laughs> And then they go all the way to the Fisherman's Wharf, which is nice because that's where the uh, the Fisherman's Association is. And the Fisherman's Association is like, I guess they're pretty fancy. Like they got, they got, a, have you ever done any research on the Fisherman's Association? Never, Leslie. This is your area of expertise. <laughs> they got, they got like, I've researched it. And if you can get in there, they got like a really nice health and pension plan. And that's, I don't know why I know this. I do know why I know this. is because... Are you, are you thinking of quitting RTI and going and, like, becoming a, a, a professional fisherman? Well, no, I'm already in, like, as part of RTI, I'm already part of a, a translator's union, right? Oh, right, right, But, like, right. I was shopping for unions. And then when I was shopping for unions, <laughs> they got so many unions. They got, like, the agro, the farmer's union. They got the, the fisherman's union. They have, the, you're part of the entertainer's union. Yes, I am. Uh, the musician's <laughs> union, the translator's union. And then I was just looking at the fisherman's union. I was like, wow, those are some nice benefits man <laughs> nice union yeah nice benefits anyway uh so right now the Danhao, uh the light rail line these three new stations to ride on that line is free for the month mm -hmm. but i don't suggest it because when people in taiwan hear something is free they will go and crowd it oh right yeah. yes that's right that you get a whole like a swarm of bees effect as yeah. we call it in chinese iwofong right and um the taipei new taipei city government is actually offering a 50-day uh uh, 50, not 50, 50 NT day pass. Oh. So for 50 NT, you can ride on the light rail for as much as you want, which is about a buck 50 US. That's pretty cool. And not just that, but like uh, the ticket itself, the day pass itself entitles you to like a discount at some of the shops or some of the eateries around Ooh. the light rail stations. So There's that's, some good eating up there too, I have to say. You can make a trip out of it, man. Mm -hmm. Good seafood. You can go get you some ake. That's a little block of tofu with some like cellophane noodles inside and nice pink sauce over the top. Yum. They're making me hungry. You can get some of those um, little quail eggs that have been like, I don't know. Is that what they call apotitan? Uh, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. But they've been um, preserved somehow, right? They're, they've been boiled in uh, some kind of uh, dark soy sauce yeah, mixture yeah. to make it nice and savory. Yeah. Yum. 
I mean, you're the foodie. You know, you know this stuff. I'm going to defer to you every time. Yum to the um. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, go see the Danshui uh, light rail line, which has already begun its uh, testing. Mm-hmm. Uh, something else that happened, this actually happened starting today on Monday. Uh, so if you're listening on radio, uh, we want to apologize. This actually happened yesterday. A little bit of a lag. A little bit of a lag. Um, not a jet lag, a radio lag. lag. Oh, oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, right, right. Radio lag, yeah. Uh, um, not to be confused with Radio Lab, mm-hmm. a favorite of mine. Um, so yeah, so Taichung. Uh, do you know when Taichung started to look into the possibility of creating a metro line in their city? This, was it eleven years ago? It was not eleven years ago, but I appreciate that number because that's when they started to build it. Oh, whoa! Yes, they started building Holy. it in two thousand nine. Um, think again. I want you to think like maybe like three times as long. 1985? <laughs> Close. 1990. So 30 years ago is when they first did like kind of a little study to see about the mm. feasibility of building um, a metro line or a subway line within Taichung City. We should mention, for those of you who aren't familiar with Taichung, it's the, uh, it is the third largest city in Taiwan after New Taipei and Kaohsiung. Mm. Uh, it is also the third city in Taiwan to get its own metro line, right? It's a, it's a, it's a central city. It's pretty big too, like area wise. Yes, it's it's pretty it's spread out. It used to be Taichung City and Taichung County, and then it kind of right. it became one big, um, I guess, joined like uh, metropolitan area. Yes, Greater Taichung metropolitan area. Um, but so 1990, they started to do a feasibility kind of a little survey, looked into it. They passed it. Uh, they got the approval from the central government mm-hmm. in 2004. Oh, that's a long time still too. Still like 16 years ago. Yeah. Uh, and then 2011, they began to, uh, 2009, they began to build it. And then on Monday, AKA today in some parts of the world, in some realities, <laughs> they started to test it. And by testing it, they did the same thing as with the Dinosaur Line, where they um, offered free rides. Well, they were offered free rides. For a month. For a whole month through okay. December. Uh, and December 15th is when it actually begins, like, regularly uh-huh. uh, on a regular schedule and, like, charging fares. And then December 19th is when they actually inaugurate the line. It's above ground, isn't it? It is above ground. I'm actually creating a video for today's news that you can uh, see a little bit later on. So it's the green line, uh, 16 plus kilometers, 18 stations in total. And it's going to connect the city of Taichung with Mm. the um, high-speed rail. That's that's something that's desperately needed, actually. Desperately needed. Because a lot of the, the high-speed rail lines, like, even though they say they are stations, part of, like, a city station, like mm-hmm. Taizong Station, the thing is, they are really out there. Yeah. They're, they're, these, these high-speed rail lines are often situated maybe 20, half an, 20 minutes, half an hour outside of... Uh, the city, like, city proper? Yeah, just because they needed um, good space to build them, right? Yeah. You know, and I think uh, the only ones that are in the city, I think, are, um, we have uh, Taipei and also Kaohsiung yeah. um, have stations within the city, but the rest of them are a little bit out of the way. Infrastructure. Infrastructure. Is it infrastructure week on here in Taiwan? Uh, sounds like it. I mean, if we didn't mention it before, I think a lot of people will be like, well, could be infrastructure week. So, uh, we have some people who have written in a little bit here. Uh, so, we've got Jen, uh, who says, uh, my favorite form of transportation is driving. I'm a fan of driving, too. Mm. There's nothing like the great road trip, right? 
Um, oh, do you want to do you want to say that if you're like driving out in eastern Taiwan? Yeah, well, no, yeah, eastern Taiwan's a bit of a it's a windy up and down, left and right, uh, vomit-inducing circle, circle road um, with beautiful views. <laughs> we should mention that. Um, and then uh, Douglas North also says, uh, "Love to take long road trips on the back roads." I've been back and forth between California and Arkansas many Ooh, times. That's a long drive. Holy cow! That's got to be like two days. No, like no, no stop. My parents drive from Missouri to Massachusetts every year, what, multiple times. Why? Because they want their car where they're going to be. <laughs> I mean, I understand that. Like, I, I, I do that in Taiwan, but Taiwan's small. Mm-hmm. So, when my friends are just like, why, why don't you just rent a car when we get there? I'm like, yeah. I know my car. I know what my car can get into. Yeah. yeah. I like my car. That's a thing, right? Yeah. Plus, People, I know where the, all the emergency supplies are in my car. Also, by emergency supplies, you mean like chocolate? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the matches, you know. Something like that. The waterproof matches. Something like that. So, at any rate, yeah, those that's the fun uh, transportation news that we have here. Um, I'm looking forward to taking both the Taichung um, uh, metro line, the MRT line, also the light rail line which one are you most excited about give it a month man just let the people have the free rides the most excited one about i'd say is taizong it's because yeah. i go down there every so often but it's just so inconvenient to get around That's i think true. this mrt is going to make a difference gonna make a huge difference yeah. so thanks for that much more to uh to look forward to because they're going to be building a bunch of lines on that mm. too Okay, we have one final story. Yeah. Uh, we're just uh, coming down to the wire here. Um, census. All running right. into trouble. What are you talking about? So, Taiwan conducts a census every 10 years, right? And this is 2020, so they're going to do the latest numbers. They're going to try and get a number on the population. The problem is, though, in recent years, there's been a spike in uh, identity theft and fraud cases in Taiwan. Ooh. So, people are very skeptical about giving out their personal information, as they should be. However, when census workers are coming up and asking people for their personal information, information many people on the streets are just like nah buddy you are not getting that information out of me Ooh, so, i can understand that i mean even if you say you are a census worker and you have the the right id i mean i think anybody uh participating in fraud would be privy to that fact and just be like i don't think it's that hard to make a census uh like id or something like that so they're making they're, they're, they're running into trouble there um, more or less, but it's once every 10 years and there's about 16,000 workers. So if you're in Taiwan and you're listening locally, don't be too skeptical. I mean, be skeptical. Well, wait, wait, hold on a second. <laughs> I mean, be <laughs> now that we've said that somebody's out there making fake IDs oh. for census workers and you're telling them not to be skeptical. Okay. If, if anything, guys, just don't implicate me. Like, <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. Like I will, I will reverse that statement. Oh goodness! Looks like they had a little bit of trouble because of a. Did you did you mention that the the online survey crashed unexpectedly due to he- that heavy too, traffic? That as well. I mean, like websites in Taiwan always crash no matter what. Uh, it's like they like shopping sites; they always crash. Um, like if you're trying to get concert tickets, those crash on the often. Like that's that, that's why I don't really mention. Yeah, but I mean, maybe maybe it's normal for us. Wait, should we be doing? Should I be taking the census? Because I noticed that it says here that um, it's available in English and uh, Japanese, Korean, Vietnamese, Indonesian, and Thai pages. I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure that they want to. Like you've been here for 20 years, man. Wait, you the, are 
Yes, it also includes foreign nationals. Yeah. But the online form is in Chinese only and requires the entry of the person's ID number. Yeah. Ah, I mean, which is going to change eventually. You're a fixture in Taiwan, man. I'd be surprised Stop if it. they don't want, like... Stop it. If you guys are not accounted for. What are you talking about? I don't know. Actually, I'm curious to know whether or not we're included in the U.S. census because we're not physically in the U.S. Oh, are we just existing in some limbo here, Andrew? Ooh, Leslie, it makes me very sad. <laughs> But, uh, but anyway, those are some fun stories that we have for you this week. Uh, and we are going to uh, thank you for joining us for Here in Taiwan. I'm Andrew Ryan. I'm Leslie Liao. Uh, stay tuned. Uh, we've got more coming your way in the radio version here on RTI. And if you're watching the live version, we'll be sticking around for a little bit longer to answer some questions. Welcome to this week's Hashtag Taiwan. I'm your host, Leslie Liao. Thank you so much for joining me. This week, we're going to delve away from some of the memes and to take a look at Taiwan's religion. Now, Taiwan has many religions, including the major ones like Christianity and Islam. But the most prominent in Taiwan is Taiwan's local version of Taoism, which is pretty much Taiwan folk religion. Now, like with all religions, this has its own temples, gods, uh, festivals, and customs. Now, in this week's Hashtag Taiwan, I'm going to be telling you about a woman who's going viral because she's being a very good religious follower. Don't go away because this is a real fun Hashtag Taiwan. When it comes to religion, Taiwan is home to many. You have Christianity, Islam, Buddhism, and many other minor religions. The most prominently featured religion in Taiwan is probably the local version of Taoism. Taiwan Taoism has its gods, its places of worship, and its various holidays. Fun fact! When Foxconn founder Terry Guo announced his run for president, he said he was doing so because the sea goddess Mazu asked him in a dream to run. Now, Mazu is kind of like the big cheese in Taiwan's religion, so it's good practice to do what she says. Like any other faith, Taiwan's folk religion involves prayer. You pray when you want to ask the gods for help, and you pray when you want to say hi to your ancestors. And if you're me, you pray because you don't want to fail university. Don't tell my school that. Usually, people will make offerings by laying food items out on a table and burning incense. On some occasions, people will burn ghost money and help stimulate heaven's economy. But what happens if you really wanted something? Like, what if you needed some serious spiritual support for a certain task? Do you just burn as much ghost money as you can? That's certainly one option, but when the stakes are high, people will sacrifice their own behavior. What do I mean? People will pray for a wish and they'll promise to do something in return if the wish comes true. It's kind of like putting up collateral to the gods. You have to be careful though, because if your wish comes true, then you have to follow through with your promise. So it's best not to get too crazy. If you don't stick to your word, you'll get stuck on a religious blacklist. Uh oh! Most commonly, people will give up meat for certain periods of time. Wait, if you're a vegetarian, does that mean you just straight up give up food then? One lady is going viral on social media because of a bargain she made with Mazu. Miss Lu, seen dancing here in a dinosaur costume, followed a Mazu pilgrimage with a procession for two days. 
Why? Because she asked Mazu to help her pass a test. In return, she promised to help draw attention to the goddess. Draw attention as in don a dinosaur costume, follow the procession, and dance outside of temples. From the footage, I'm sure you can tell how Lou fared on the test. Whether or not the dinosaur costume was part of the original bargain, I don't know. I can't imagine thinking that far ahead when you're preparing for a test, but maybe Lou is one of those big picture people. The online response to Lou's escapade was rather positive. Many people complimented her for her religious commitment, while others said they found Lou to be a very sincere person. More videos of Lou's dancing surfaced online with someone saying that she should do the dance every year. Dancing in dinosaur costumes? Now that is a religion I can get behind. And that's going to do it for this week's Hashtag Taiwan. I do hope you enjoyed that story about a dinosaur costume, a woman, and her religion. I certainly enjoyed it very much. And if you haven't already, make sure you check out the video version that you can find on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Taiwan Insider or facebook.com slash Radio Taiwan International. You can also hop onto our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash RTI English. You'll find everything there from news videos to older episodes of Taiwan Insider and Hashtag Taiwan. If you enjoy the radio version of Hashtag Taiwan, I highly recommend you check out some of the videos because, after all, Hashtag Taiwan is most originally a video show. Everything we show on there has all the memes, all the videos. It's just a nice extra experience. Hey, you also get to see me on it. So what is there really to lose? Anyway, until next week, stay safe, stay happy, stay healthy. I'll talk to you again soon. Status update. Welcome to Status Update. I am Shirley Lin. I'm John Van Trieste. We're going to be getting to your letters that you write us and uh, let us know what programs you listen to, you tune into, and what you think about those programs, you know. Um, but uh, before you give us the details and before you get your letters, we're going to update our own personal status a little bit here. Okay. Um, I was just thinking about a recent, you know, um, article, or rather, it was like a video that we get, you know, um, from a TV station mm -hmm. where they introduced a, um, it's a smart kiosk for collecting food waste. And this is only in Shinsu City, and uh, it's going to be just a trial run. That's about 90 minutes from us, I think, by car, roughly. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. It's also in northern right. Taiwan, but a bit down the road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, and which I think is great because, you know, kitchen waste, especially in the summer, mm. when you've got kitchen waste like hanging around in your kitchen, it yeah. can smell. Well, I could, we got fruit flies. I know. And they... <laughs> Yeah, fruit flies. And then there's this kind of fly. I don't know what it is called, but um, they, they're they everywhere. I mean, yeah. how do these bugs you know, infest like that so fast? I don't know. They've got many ways, I'm sure. Anyway, so, but I'm, I'm glad for this kiosk, although I don't know when it's going to come to Taipei City, or rather near Taipei, but um, well, I, I think are that's wonderful. Are they planning wonderful. to bring it our way? 
Well, the, um, the, the, the Environmental Protection Administration is saying that, you know, they're going to be assess the situation in Shinzu. Mm. And then if it all works out fine and, um, you know, the rate of people, you know, recycling their kitchen waste and all that, then they hope to make it nationwide, which I think is wonderful. Yeah. And so if you were to have watched this video that I made um, last week uh, in the news, is um, this kiosk. And basically, you just use your, it's one of our yo-yo card. It's the, um, the Metro, the Metro card. card. And it, you know, and bus. I guess, yeah, and bus, right. And so it would open up the kiosk and then you can throw your kitchen waste in there and then it closes up and it would block out all the odors, all the bad smell because it's got this electric airtight door. It's refrigerated too, isn't it? Yeah, it's refrigerated too. <clears throat> so it doesn't That's the stink. Thing. You know, talking about that, you know how, you know, actually I've done this before when I've got a whole bunch, like a whole bag of kitchen waste mm-hmm. and it's going to be days before I can really dump it for some reason, <laughs> and it's already stinking, I throw it in the fridge. Do you ever do that? No, no. I usually take it to like I a, have done a family that mart before. or something. Oh, or like a, a are you supposed to? Store. <laughs> well, nobody checks. Yeah. If it's an emer- emergency situation, that's... A, I've put it in the fridge, so it just cuts down on the odor, right? If you put it in the fridge. So that's why this It may chaos- also make everything in their fridge not smell so great. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, that's why, that's why you put like... Um, what do you put it there? Um, was that baking soda? Oh. It, it kind of soaks up all the odor, okay. bad odor. And the the other thing is, well, with the um, we just had the Mid Autumn Festival, and there's the um, you know, pomelos. And if you the peel, you can yeah. throw it in the fridge. Citrusy, it's yeah. Citrus so it's uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very thick or, or you peel. like lemon, you know, slice up a lemon. It's, it's zesty, it yeah. Right, right. Anyway, going back on the topic. So basically, it's they keep it at like below it's ten degrees in the kiosk. And then they've got this airtight door that shuts out all the odor. And, um, you know, it's got cloud computing system. So Ooh, basically, fancy. yeah, fancy. Because basically, once it, they feel that it's already full, then the company will be informed. They'll be notified and they will come and unload it, you know. And then it gets reprocessed into fertilizer. Oh, that's good. Yeah, and gets back. In. So it all sounds so awesome. Hmm. I can't wait. I don't know when it's going to come to Taipei. I hate throwing but, out the trash but here. in the meantime... I don't think I'm really good at recycling and, you know, loving the earth and things like that. Um, as much as I complain to my husband, you know, about turning off the lights, you know, after him and my kids, I don't, I don't do a good job myself, too. And I feel bad hmm. because when it comes to kitchen waste, for one thing, I do have questions. In the kitchen waste, you don't throw eggshells, right? I think mine has them. Yeah. What about chicken bones? I don't really eat chicken. Oh. Much. Well, anything with bones in it anyway. And then I thought, wait a minute, because the kitchen waste, I mean, for one, it oh, goes yeah. back to being, become fertilizer, but the other, it becomes like fertilizer it for... calcium. Uh, no, animal feed. Okay. Right? But you can't have chicken bones in there and eggshells if it's going to go back to the pigs. They give them all sorts of demented stuff, I'm sure. Oh, but I know that, you know, I think I've watched part of a documentary where all that chicken waste gets like reheated up and cooked and everything. Ew. It's like, I know, it's you. It, it really... Just but, fertilize the ground with it. Yeah. I don't know. Um, so, anyway. I just, I have a separate bag for it in the kitchen and then I just you throw do? it out with the garbage. 
Okay, so okay. I would love that though because I would hope they have that for all garbage because I think the current system is really inefficient and it's one thing that is a bit of, of well, it's not a huge inconvenience, but it is a it is a something that I think Taiwan could improve on, which is right. that you have to chase down the garbage truck, right? And they come at, at certain times well, during the day. And the thing is that they say they'll be there by a certain time, but they never are. Oh, really? Ours is pretty uh, much I, on time. ours they is always be. late. Oh, really? Except for one time when they were early and everyone was really confused. Oh. Because they left without taking anyone's garbage. Oh, that's terrible. And it's um, it's just yeah. like, and you have to like plan your whole day around it. Whereas right. I think if you just had someone come collect it. From that's your, why some, you know, office workers, you know, they would like try to put all, all their chicken waste for a whole week and then throw it. Because on the weekdays, they get them from work and the garbage is already, already gone. Like it's not convenient for working people. Right. Or ours comes later. But I think if you're working like, if one of those people has to work overtime, overtime. for instance, mm-hmm. it's gone. I know. And there's no other way to get rid of it except finding a dumpster somewhere or a convenience store. <laughs> well, I'm, I guess I'm more lucky. I live in an apartment complex we don't have to run down the street and chase after garbage trucks. Yeah. We've got hired men who actually treats our garbage. We only have like different bins for different things. There's one for recycling. There's another bin for like average, you know, garbage oh. that cannot be recycled. And there's kitchen waste. See, we have to we have to sort our recycling. Yeah, we chase the garbage truck. They're very upset if you put the glass in the wrong place. They're very upset. Right. I know. I'm always bad at figuring out what goes where. So, and you know, I w- I'm not going to mention. And what, it's like I wouldn't be in such husband. a hurry to throw this stuff away if I hadn't been waiting here for 15 minutes because you were <laughs> supposed to be here <laughs> however right. long ago. But you know, John, there have been other people from other countries. They think that we have a great recycling. Um, system. I think that the statistics, as far as I can tell, we we have a, we are good at, at generally statistics, speaking. Yeah, okay. But it's just not very pleasant to do. Is it's what still I'm not a very. I mean, I, know, very I don't mind sorting efficient. sorting recycling, but yeah. it's like if it's if it's like a really hot day or a very cool chilly day mm-hmm. or a rainy day, <laughs> and you're just and like you're you have no idea when the they're going to show up. Huh. And wow. sometimes they don't. Or well they don't you well, I don't that's not usually a problem, but it's just sort of like the the thing that I usually also do is that we have these people who make a living collecting this stuff and they'll 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 take it off you. Yeah. So I always hope that one of those people is gonna come show up because they know where they know the roots. Yeah. And then like they, they make they like I guess they collect tons and tons of this recyclable stuff and make a deal where they get paid for it from some yeah. somebody who turns it back into y- yeah, resources. Right. Um, so I'm but, just like here, take it. <laughs> <laughs> you actually I'm gonna let out a secret here. Actually, mm-hmm. you know, now my husband and I are pretty much empty nesters. Well, our son is still living with us. You know, he just graduated this mm-hmm. year. But um we have very minimal, minimal kitchen waste. Okay. So at the end of the day, Sometimes I'll just, uh, what the heck, I'll just chuck it with the, you know, with the other garbage and throw it. Well, so that's what I do, because the, of- because the garbage trucks don't separate those. <laughs> yeah. Because the thing you have to yeah. separate is the recycling truck, which always trails the garbage truck by sometimes five, ten minutes. Yeah, <laughs> like, really? They're never together. Oh, I mean, I've been in that kind or of like, situation One will get stuck behind a traffic light somewhere oh, and probably. just like, are they, are they kind of, are we, did I miss it? I don't know. <laughs> I know, but it's um, supposed to be like seven thirty. Why is it seven forty? Where are they? Well, you know what, though, if it's we raining, don't, I'm cold. Yeah, but you know what? When we don't really do this, the you know the separation properly, they still do it back at the at the um the, the dumpster place. Okay, you know by hand. Mm, that's yeah, gross. which yeah, I I know I should be doing better, but I'm terrible. Mm. Yeah. 
<laughs> so from a scale of one to ten, I give myself a three. In terms of what? In terms of oh, in terms of like, are you a good in, uh, environmentalist? Scale? scale of one to ten. What? <laughs> being a good being stewarding the earth is about, about a lot more than how you separate your trash. Oh, it's, it's about lifestyle be... choices. Oh, that too, what of you course. Consume right your electricity use. Do you carry you... around a, a pair of um, reusable chopsticks with you? No, neither do I. I used to because I don't really ever. I eat. used to. Well, I don't really ever eat anywhere oh, that's not like you don't eat out that as much as I do. Yeah. I'm just... Well, of course. Now most restaurants. You know they provide reusable chopsticks, so that's a good thing about yeah. Taiwan. So, but anyway, um, I don't want to wash them outside the house. That's the thing. You just reminded me. You know the very very, very first thing that came out that's like reusable a straw. Oh, remember? That's gross because they get can get stuff growing in them. You, you know, need to I brush was, them out. I was really excited that they got out these straws and then start carrying them in my bag. But I hardly used them. I only used once. And it was such a pain because I had to take the little brush and my straw and then go to the washroom and try to wash it there. And I was going like, wait a minute, why am I doing this? And I don't actually buy drinks anymore. I think that's, water well, is see, the only thing that's, yeah. So that's a good, that's, that, that's right? a positive step Yay. you've taken. All right. So you can now raise I'll yourself to raise a four now. To four now. <laughs> okay. Anyway, maybe our listeners can write us and let us know what they think about themselves, whether they're doing good and loving mm. the earth. And uh, let us know, you know, how you guys do things in your country, as well as write us and let us know what programs you listen to and what you think about them. So the address is PO Box 123-199 Taipei, Taiwan. The email address is rti at rti.org.tw. And don't forget, you can always leave us a comment on Facebook and YouTube. That is right. Okay, we have a letter here from Alan Holder who is writing us from the UK. It says, Dear Shirley, John, and RTI English staff, I hope everyone at RTI is feeling fine. I'm okay here at the moment. On October 25th, many countries, including the UK, changed the clocks back one hour to wintertime. Oh, so it's not just the US who has, that no, has daytime. Of, well, Europe, um, Canada, oh, I, I think Australia does it in the summertime, I know. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought it was only in America. I remember many years ago, my country tried an experiment and remained on UTC plus one hour all year round. Although in midwinter, the evenings were a little lighter, I can well remember walking to school in the dark, cold and wet. Sunrise was not until around 9 a.m. I was glad when the experiment was quickly abandoned. I understand that time remains on standard time all year round. Yeah. Being much closer to the equator, I guess that the amount of daylight hours does not vary so much with the seasons. It does to an extent. Um, yes. These days when we leave the office, this it's dark, dark already. Out. Yeah. Whereas during About the summer, five. we're still shortly before sunset. Yeah, yeah. A quick remark about the new winter frequency, 6185 kHz at 1600 UTC. Co-channel interference from Vatican radio blocks the signal, apart from the last 20 minutes. If you would change to 5885 kHz, mm, I don't think we have that frequency. Reception would be perfect, really. The report below gives more information. Well, we can bring that up with our technicians. Some of the more memorable shows I've heard on RTI during the past few weeks include Time Today, in which a defense expert was interviewed regarding the possibility of an invasion by China anytime soon was interesting. What does the man in the street feel about a Chinese threat? Do people tend to worry a lot about this, or do they put it at the back of their minds? I also like the addition focusing on how the outcome of the American elections might affect U.S. policy towards Taiwan. Here in Taiwan on October 29 was very enjoyable. It was good to hear about the several different ways that Halloween is to be celebrated in your country. I was also surprised to learn about the plague of green iguanas, which is affecting the south of the <laughs> oh, island. Man. I read up on this and found out they were originally kept as pets. 
but escaped into the wild mm. when numbers soon got out of control. As for the Taiwanese fire brigade offering agricultural produce in exchange to anyone catching them, now there's a great incentive. Combat readiness week and the upcoming uh, census were also topics included in this always interesting show. I very much enjoy Curious John. The program describing the history of Waitstone Winery and Ben Yang was good to hear. A tropical island like Taiwan is the last place one would think of when it comes to producing world-class wines. There you go. <laughs> it was also great to tune in to Time Traveler, in which he wrote Natalie, but uh, you meant John, a reporter on the National Taiwan Museum. It must be a fantastic place to visit with there? its very diverse range of exhibits. National Town, yeah, I mean, right by the, uh, yeah, 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 I have, Memorial I Park. have, it's been a while since the last time I was there, I think I went for a train exhibit or something oh. like that, yeah, that's all for today, until next time, Ellen Holder, thank you so much for writing. We, love, we have a letter here from Prishwaraj Purkayasta, who's writing to us from Assam in India, it says, dear friends at RTI, warm greetings from Jorhat in Assam, state of India, I hope you're all Find there by the grace of God, as you may remember me as a regular listener and ex-monitor of your station in this northeastern part of India. Although though these days I'm quite irregular in writing to you, I am regularly tuning into your evening English transmission and really, really benefit from it. Your contents are my bridge to know about Taiwan and stay updated on all the developments in your region. Today, as you have changed your transmission frequency from 9405 kilohertz to 6185 kilohertz, I thought that as a regular listener, I must monitor the transition on the new frequency. Transmission on the new frequency and report it to you. So here is the report, and I hope your technical department will benefit from it. Also, if you require, I shall be happy to become your official monitor once again for 2021 in this very important northeastern region of India bordering China and Myanmar. Please find the report below and a few recordings of the transmissions over monitored frequencies. If found correct, kindly issue me a full data QSL card. So here are the reports. As it says before on 61850... On 6185 kilohertz, this time on November 1st from 1600 to 1650 UTC, it says there was a brief program that highlighted a Burmese, mig the Burmese migrant community. That would have been my show, Curious John. Mm. Uh, after that, there was In the Spotlight, where you interviewed a couple, surely. It doesn't say which couple, but uh, okay. uh, it says that was followed by Classic Shorts uh, on the theme Autumn Meditation that was hosted by Natalie at 1630. I heard news playlist followed by on the line, which featured an interview of Ambassador Liu on dipl on different diplomatic issues and the one China policy of China. The Sinpo rating was five four 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 four, and under technical remarks, it says the opening was strong with no noise or or, or interference. But from sixteen thirty, the signal strength slightly fell, and there was some interference noted on the background. But RTI was very strong to suppress all disturbances, and it says here to please take care of ourselves and our loved ones. With best regards, Prithviraj Purkayasta of Jorhat, Assam, India. Okay, we've got a letter here from Shivendu Paul of uh, India. And uh, let's see here. Greetings from India. Your Facebook live program is very nice and interesting. I watched it. Um, I am a listener of Radio Taiwan International from Murshidabad, West Bengal, India. And it uh, looks like he listened in on November 1st all the way through the 5th uh, at the uh, 6185 kilohertz frequency. And simple rating was 43333. Programs that he heard was the news in the spotlight, classic shorts on the line, Curious John, Feast Meets West, he was using a Grundig YB80 receiver, and signal strength was good, but slight noise and overall reception was moderate. 
Okay, well, thank you so much. And he says, with best wishes in 73, well, 73 to you too. So that's Shivendu Paul of India, and I hope you can give us more details next time. But uh, in the meantime, thank you so much for tuning in, and we'd love to hear from you again and again and again. So uh, write us at PO Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Or send an email our way. You can reach us at rti at rti.org at rti.org.tw. And please do remember, if you get a chance to check out our Facebook page and YouTube channel and leave us comments there. That's right. Until next week, I'm Shirley Lin. I'm John Van Trieste. Goodbye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Radio Taiwan International, broadcasting from Taipei, Taiwan. Check out our website at english.rti.org.tw. Again, that's english.rti.org.tw. Our 60-minute English program can be heard every day at the following times and frequencies. In southern China and South Asia from 1600 to 1700 UTC on 6185 kHz. In South Asia from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kHz. Thank you once again for listening to Radio Taiwan International. We'd love to hear from you. Please send your comments to P.O. Box 123-199 Taipei, Taiwan. You can also email us at rti at rti.org.tw.